kind of hard to believe that we're already in the Christmas season, isn't it? The only thing that really tells us that is the sugar coma that we're still in from Thanksgiving, right? I, I, told, I told Mike earlier, if I speak too loud or too quickly today, it's because I'm still high on sweet potatoes and, and coconut cream pie. Um, and so uh, I apologize up front. It, it, it's the Christmas season already. It's, it's Christmas. And, and yet I have to admit to you that it's not a season I like. Now, I want you to understand something. I'll qualify that statement. I love the birth of Jesus. What I don't like about this season is all the busyness, all of the decorating and all of the shopping and all of the stuff that goes along with this Christmas. They, they did a study sometime back in England, and they wired these guys up and gave them a shopping list and sent them to the store. And they monitored their blood pressure. And you know their blood pressure was roughly the same as a fighter pilot waiting to take off. That's how stressful this can be. And, and it's how stressful I think it is to me. I, I just, I don't like this season for what it's become. And so we're going we're gonna to start really in a strange place, perhaps, this Christmas. We're going to be in Luke chapter 10 this morning. And I know it's not the Christmas story, but I want, you to, uh, I want to pick out a couple of things that I think are important from, from Luke chapter 10. This is, this is Mary and Martha uh, when Jesus comes to their house. So let's read Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. It's, it is up here behind me. While they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. This is Jesus. She had a sister named Mary who was also uh, who, who, who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. So, just to uh, put this back in its context, back in verse 25, the lawyer comes up in, in chapter 10. The lawyer comes up, the young lawyer, and tells, asks Jesus, how do, I, how do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes into and he tells the, the parable of the Good Samaritan to show the, the, uh, the, to illustrate, I guess, what it means to love your neighbor. I think this story follows that because this tells us what it means to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I think that's why this falls right here. Because starting in verse 40... It tells us that, that Martha has, Martha invited Jesus in, right? It's, it told us that Martha actually invited Jesus to come into the house. And then she gets distracted by her many tasks, as it says. The, uh, the New American Standard says distracted by her preparations. I want you to think about this. 
Martha says, come here. Jesus comes into the house. Then she starts preparing. And she's, she's so distracted by her preparations that she can't spend any time with Jesus. In fact, the only thing that she can do is complain about her sister. That's all she gets done. She's doing all this stuff. She's distracted. And, and so Jesus says, you're worried and upset about many things. The reason I came here as we begin this, this Christmas season is this is what Christmas is like in our world today. We get so wrapped up in the decorations and the shopping and the stuff and the, and the preparing and the parties and all of the stuff that we miss the fact that this is when Jesus is born. God has sent his son into the world to save you and I. And he came as an infant, a baby. That's what this, Chris, what, what this season's about. That's what Christmas is about. But what do we do all for, for the next month? We're all about preparing to celebrate the, the, the birth that we should be celebrating the whole season. I think we get distracted as Mary did, with many tasks. You know, that word distracted literally means to be pulled or dragged away. We are pulled or dragged away as Martha is. Martha was pulled and dragged away from spending time with Jesus because she was so busy getting ready for Jesus to come. We get so pulled and distracted and drug away from what's really what this season's really about. Christmas is about Christ. It's about Jesus. It isn't about the parties and the distractions and the, and the, and the stuff and the presents and all of the, the stuff. Now, take a look at what Mary is doing here. What is Mary doing? She is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him. She's sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him. Now, in, in homes in this time, and I I got this, this uh, picture for you to see. There's this seating area up in the wall. That is normally where the seating area would be to eat. And so while Martha is scurrying around in this room, Jesus is probably sitting in that upper portion right there with Mary sitting on the floor next to his feet, listening to him. G- Mary is showing her devotion to Christ. She's showing that... that Christ is Lord. She's showing that Christ is, that that Jesus is this important to her, that it's going to stop everything she's doing, and she's going to sit at Jesus' feet and listen. That's, That's the only thing that Mary's interested in. So Martha complains, right? Martha says, hey, my sister's doing nothing. She's just sitting there. I got all this stuff to do. Tell her to help me. And Jesus answers Martha and says, Martha, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. He, he says there's one thing that's, that's needed, one thing that's necessary. And he then goes on to call it the right thing. And what is that one thing? Spending time with Jesus. This, uh, for the next three or four weeks, you're going to hear this a lot about this Christmas season. I'm going to challenge you to keep the one thing the one thing. So the one thing is to keep the one thing the one thing. That's what I want you to do this whole Christmas season because Christmas is about Jesus. 
It isn't about the stuff. It isn't about the, the parades and the distractions and the stuff that pulls us away. It isn't about all of the preparations. Now, I will say, Jesus does not tell Martha that, that these preparations that she, make, she is making are sin. She doesn't say they're sin. Jesus doesn't say, Martha, you're sinning. He just says, Martha, you got it wrong. So preparing, decorations, all those kind of all the stuff we do, the parties, all the stuff we do, it's not sin. But if it drags us away, pulls us away from the one thing this season, then it then we got it wrong. To get it right, we need to keep the one thing, the one thing. God at this time in history, he intervened in human history. He came as a baby to live and die for you and me. That's what this season's about. It's actually not about the decorations and the presents and the trees and the stuff. It's actually about this. God intervened in human history. The infinite God became an infant and came as a baby to save you and I. That's what this season's actually about. So the the one thing is to keep the one thing the one thing. That's what we need to do this Christmas season, is to keep the one thing the one thing. Now, I challenged you last week as we looked at Psalm 34, I challenged you to think about uh, and, and to spend some time being thankful for who God is and what he has done. As we looked through Psalm 34, we saw who God is and what God has done being praised. And so I challenge you for the week of Thanksgiving, spend some time focused on who God is and what God has done. I challenge you now for this Christmas season to spend a little time at the feet of Jesus to spend a little time recognizing who Jesus is. Spend a little time understanding that Jesus came for you. You know, uh, I mentioned the context here. A little bit later in this context, a little bit later, chapter 12 or 11, we have the story of Lazarus, who is Martha and Mary's brother. We have this story in, in the next chapter. And Lazarus dies. Spoiler alert. Lazarus dies. And he's stuck in a tomb. And Jesus comes, and we see Martha and Mary again. And I want you to, to think about their, how, they, uh, how they react, how Martha reacts and how Mary reacts. Martha comes to Jesus and says, You should have been here. If you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And so... Jesus actually confronts Martha about her faith and says, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? What does Mary do? Mary just comes to Jesus. She just simply comes to Jesus. So this time of of Mary sitting at Jesus' feet in their home prepares Mary for what's to come. And the time Martha spent doing all the preparations and getting mad at her sister for not helping prepares her for what's to come. We see what they're both prepared to do. Martha is prepared to challenge Jesus. 
Mary is prepared to sit at his feet. She sits at his feet here. She sits at his feet there. And then Jesus, another spoiler alert, Jesus, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And, we, and, and Martha and Mary are both rejoicing. But, but Martha, again, is prepared to challenge Jesus because she's challenging Jesus here, isn't she? She's not paying it. She's preparing for Jesus to come when he's already there. I have news for you. This birth was a few thousand years ago. He's here. So let's spend some time at his feet. Let's spend some time celebrating him. The one thing is to keep the one thing the one thing. So I'm going to ask you just to, to, to close your eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes where you are. And I want you to picture yourself sitting at the feet of Jesus. Because this will prepare you more for this Christmas season than anything you could do. Take this moment, picture in your head, simply sitting at the feet of Jesus, and hear him tell you, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, yet will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Will you make a commitment to spend a moment at the feet of Jesus every day this month, all the way through the Christmas season, so that we keep the one thing, the one thing. Jesus said this is the right choice. The right choice is to keep the one thing, the one thing. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you for the reminder, Father, of, of sitting at your feet, of letting the distractions, the, the things that are pulling us and dragging us away, letting those go, and just simply sitting at your feet and listening to what you have to say. Help us, remind us each day to spend a moment sitting at your feet. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.